All right, Illinois basketball still ranked five thanks to Scott Ritchie. Anyway, things are still looking good because they can win a Big Ten title. They get to play the NCAA tournament and the Big Ten tournament just a short drive away. Hey, Scott Ritchie, where do you think they'd like to play their NCAA tournament games in Indianapolis? I mean, I'm not sure how you can pick any other venue than this historic Hinklefield house. All right, we'll talk NCAA tournament. We'll talk Big Ten title. We'll talk IO triple doubles. We'll talk recruiting with Scott Ritchie. This week's podcast, Inside Line Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam Burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. Oh, it's a good Monday morning. Really good Monday morning. Not only is Scott Ritchie back safe and sound from his weekend trip to Minneapolis, not only are the Illini ranked in the top five uh, ahead of uh, another busy week, but but I've been allowed back in the podcast booth. This is Jim Rosso. Took the week off, and uh, who knew it was the highest-rated inside Illini basketball podcast of all time, apparently, last week. Well, Jeff D'Alessio was a more-than-able fill-in, and he had the he had a unique way about going about the podcast and mm-hmm. where he didn't say I was wrong about everything I think and say about college basketball. Just a novel concept, but uh, I imagine that that's behind us now, so we can move forward per usual. Just thank you, Scott Reggie, for allowing me to share this half hour uh, again with you. It's a special time for me. Sometimes it doesn't. It's not reflected by my tone or my choice of words. <laughs> yeah, almost like we're getting close to like three years worth of every Monday, where you know, just like, do I know anything about college basketball? Right. I don't know. I, it's like playing for Bob Knight. You just get beat down, and hopefully, you improve and get better. Yeah, national just, championship and on my horizons. You are my Calbert Cheney, Scott Ritchie. How about that? The Big Ten's all-time leading scorer. If you didn't know, I like that. I mean, All right. I mean, I re- more remember Cal Chaney for playing with the than bullets. The but, bullets, <laughs> love it. But uh, I'll take it. I, all right, I'll take it. I bring that up because I saw his name when uh, Luca Garza last night became Iowa's all-time leading scorer. He's creeping up the Big Ten list. He's not going to catch Calvert Chaney, no. but uh, he might get up there. Hey, if you have some time, folks, Google Big Ten's all-time leading scorers. It's a great list of. And there's a lot of players you would never believe would have made the top 100 in the Big Ten, just players on bad teams uh, for bad coaches who must have 
jacked it up on every possession. That's the only way I can think how some uh, of these guys made it. I, I just Googled it, and there's some... I mean, here's the the fun thing, and this is this list is just since 1985, 86 right. that I found. Yeah. <laughs> Two Penn State players in the top ten. There you go. Could you believe it? Taylor Battle and Lamar Stevens. Shooting every time down. Yeah, well... I mean, part of that is, you know, stick around for four years, you can mm-hmm. get there. But, yeah, Lamar Stevens was, like, the only offensive option for yeah. his final two years. Uh, this is an interesting list. Uh, top Illini on the list, number 12, Deion Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2,120, or two, 2,129 points, and uh, he will be passed um, this week. Probably, because Luca Garza is number 13, just three points behind him. All right, that's Scott Ritchie, AP Top 25 voter. Caught a little flack today because he kept uh, Illinois at number five on his ballot. He kept Ohio State, which lost on Sunday at home, number four. Yeah, well, Explain yourself. Here's the thing, and I explained this uh, on the Twitter where there were some people that used sound logic and agreed with me and others that let their emotions... Dictate their tweeting, and you know it's Twitter, so maybe I'm not surprised. But yes, Ohio State lost, but it was by five points to the number three team in the country. That's nowhere does that qualify as a quote unquote bad loss. And sure, Illinois, you know, won by 31 points in Minnesota, uh, a notable accomplishment considering. The Wait, goal. you said you said Minnesota, which beat Ohio State, and Michigan. Yeah, that's okay. Just checking. That's didn't know, fine. I didn't know if I heard it right. There's a little more nuance and context to get to, but there's this game, and it happened you know, just more than a month ago, right here in Champaign, where Ohio State beat Illinois in a the the one of what will be two head-to-head matchups between the two teams, um, and I think it was a an eight-point game. At least that was the final score. It, it wasn't necessarily that close at the. You know, kind of in general. So, I kept Ohio State at four and Illinois at five. And uh, lo and behold, when the AP Top 25 came out uh, about an hour ago, Ohio State was at number four, Illinois was at number five. It was very close. 14 points mm-hmm. separate the Buckeyes and the Illini, which, like, if the points sort of work out, like, you get if you get a first place vote, that's 25 points, and then in reverse order down the down the ballot. So if you would have dropped the Buckeyes to like 18, <laughs> Richie. Yeah, and then, I mean, nothing would have happened to me other than the entire state of Ohio might declare, mm-hmm. you know, war against my person. Uh, and you have to go there later this yeah, year. So it's, I, it I'm wise. going to Columbus in early March, and had I done that which would have been just indefensible, really. Uh, I might not return from Columbus. Hey, happy birthday to Dimitri McKamey on Sunday. He turned 32. Doesn't he seem older than that? I love my my Mike Pearson, by the way. You know, for now 25 years. Illini Legends Sunday, lists and lore. News Gazette. Every been, Sunday. Yeah, no, I, I can like my... see Dimitri McCain being 32 because I'm 33 and I remember All right. sort of watching him when I was in college. So it makes sense. 
good stuff from old Mike uh, Myers Leonard turning 29 on Saturday. Covered Myers Leonard in high school. Okay, here's here's the sign that we're getting old. Dana Howard turns 49 on Thursday. Okay. Yeah. Well, when he was playing in Illinois, I was in grade school. So back in Eureka. That is true. It's where I tend throwing rocks into the creek. Yeah. I mean, of course. Who wouldn't? Hey, let's talk current Illini. Richie was in Minneapolis over the weekend. Hey, how are are people still covering games live? Yeah, there was just you. No, there was um, let's see, one, two, four other Illinois media members that were that made the trip. Okay, any any newspaper? Um, one. Okay. Yeah, Gavin Good, who is sort of the the gatehouse, great reporter. Me, so writes for Peoria, Springfield, et cetera. He was there. Um, then Minnesota had. There weren't. It was probably. It, it was fewer at Minnesota than say a like, typical game at, at Illinois in terms of home media. Okay, but there were, I don't know, eight, eight or so Minnesota it, reporters. It makes a difference, uh, I would say, with uh, with your tone and your coverage. I appreciate you going, making that trip. I know you're going the rest of the season. There, there are no yeah. More. I mean, I, it's kind of crazy. Like I didn't go anywhere for a year, mm-hmm. and then between the trip to Minneapolis and then upcoming trips. I mean, tomorrow. To East Lansing and then Madison, Ann Arbor, Columbus, like Boom. almost 4,000 miles. Then yeah. hunker down in Indianapolis. Well, at least that's pretty close. That, that, that's You drive to work. It's like, again, living in L.A. Yeah, I mean, which I never ever wanted to do. You wouldn't be a good fit with L.A., all right? No I, offense to Eureka. No, I would like to go to, like I'd visit L.A., would not live there. Like ever, right? I expected that answer. Now, like San Diego, I could live in San Diego, a little more low key. All right, uh, Minneapolis. Uh, hope you followed along on Snapchat and Twitter. Good stuff from Richie and his kind of far away angle. Yeah, um, I mean that that's the the spot now anyway for the media. So it wasn't sort of some okay. COVID new rule. We were up there in the the corner. Of Williams Arena, I mean the good thing about that is like it's not a tall venue, so as opposed to say being at the top of Assembly Hall in Bloomington, which is mm-hmm. um, a different level of the atmosphere, I think. So it's again one of my favorite places to watch basketball. All right, I O triple double. Uh, you're all right with uh, Underwood keeping him in there to to get that thing. I was. Yeah. Well, here's also like the thing. Um, Illinois doesn't have a ton of guard depth. Like, one of the starters is going to have to be out there because they play four guards at the same mm-hmm. time. I mean, that's just what they do. So unless they were willing to play, like, Jermaine Hamlin and Brandon Lieb and, like, just go five bigs, like, one starter was going to have to be out there. And also kind of made impact a little bit the Edgar Padilla walk-on guard freshman. He did, he wasn't dressed for the game, so there's an option. That's, that's out the out the window, so keep him in. And also, uh, like, even though he has two triple doubles in four games, it's not like a thing you do all of the time. If he's close, let him go for it. Just think if he didn't get that last rebound, he probably wouldn't have come close to the 
the national recognition he got. Just one rebound away. Oh, Iowa had, you know, 19 points, 10 assists. Yeah. But no, he's got a triple-double. And everybody then is tweeting about it, is writing about it, is Facebooking about it. Yeah, just further bolsters his both Big Ten and National Player of the Year candidacy. Um, which, don't tell Iowa fans that, because mm-hmm. they'll be up in arms that anyone dares say Luca Garza is not the, the winner. The thing is, like Luca Garza is still having a terrific season. If you look at his scoring and rebounding, in addition to his shooting percentages, both from the field overall and from three-point range, it's a season that's, at least in the last 25 years, hasn't happened before. I was in a similar place with his statistics, like what he does. And if you look at the the grander picture, um, one of those two players is an able, sometimes lockdown defender. The other is on the court when defense is happening. So, Luka Garza is still a legitimate candidate for National Player of the Year and Big Ten Player of the Year because uh, whoever wins Big Ten will win the other, would be my guess. But so is I would assume. Like, that conversation has to be happening, and it's not some foregone conclusion that Luka Garza is just going to run away with, with these awards. Let me get this right. Uh, you as a voting member, uh, AP, the voting takes place after the regular season, after the Big Ten tournament, after the NCAA tournament. Fill me in. It takes place – it'll probably be after – I'm thinking of the timing, right? After the Big Ten tournament. It will be before the NCAA tournament. So, like, my ballot will be submitted before that happens. Which that could that'd be okay changing that because the NCAA tournament is part of the season and when there's a close race like I think we're gonna have this year with with Iowa and, and Luca, the NCAA tournament could make a difference and it's one of those teams, one of those players goes on a run and that puts them over the top. But uh, that's not the case, so. I'll just vote accordingly when my ballot is due. And to run up against maybe the the cries of Homer, if I had to vote right now, I would vote for Iowa DeSumo. Me and Stephen Bardo, mm-hmm. who released his award winners right. yesterday. Uh, some interesting choices. Yeah. Uh, I think the most interesting was maybe... Matt Painter as coach of the year. Like, I get where where Bardo's coming from on that because Purdue is has been more successful than they probably should be. And a lot of that's just Matt Painter getting more out of his young players than well, he's kind of doing what he does. I mean, he's a good coach. But Juwan Howard, like, Michigan wasn't picked to win the Big Ten this year, and right now they're – the favorites do so, so that would probably be my choice. All right, busy week, we said. Illinois at Michigan State on Tuesday of the three games this week. That's the one that uh, I would say offers the most peril just because Sparty played a little better over the weekend against the Hoosiers. Yeah. And and they play hard still. They may not be any good. They don't have the basketball talent they usually do, but they're playing hard. Yeah, And, and that, that team, I would say – the hard-playing teams are the one that, in a Rutgers, Maryland, Ohio State type of way, give Illinois fits. Well, that's the three losses they have in Big Ten play. How about that? Um, but, no, yeah, that's – and that's a, that's a Tom Izzo team. Like, his teams always play hard. They've just 
in previous years been able to both play hard and then also have more talent and uh, weird roster for Michigan State this year. The, the not having a point guard uh, is showing. Like AJ Hoggard could end up being a really good player in the Big Ten, but is as a freshman he's not found it yet. Um, Rocket Watts is also not a point guard, and I think Tom Izzo's finally come to that. He tried to make it happen, and just it just didn't. Um, if Aaron Henry plays like he did Saturday at Indiana, that's a concern for Illinois because he sort of played like everyone thought he might this season. You know, the first half of the year he was just not very good. The second half of the year. Um, there's been more volatility between his good games and his bad games, but when he's good, he's really good, and he had 27 points uh, against Indiana. So, interesting matchup. Um, Illinois has obviously proven though that can win, you know, on the road, can can really dominate Big Ten teams on the road. So, we'll see that they'll have the two best players on the court in Iowa and Kofi, and kind of have to go from there. All right, 6 p.m. Tuesday. Does Michigan State have a chance to get back to that NCAA tournament? A little uh, late run, maybe? I mean, they're 5-9 and nine in the Big Ten. Yeah. Like that's, that's what's going to hold okay. them way back. Um, I don't know if they went out and then win a couple games in the Big Ten tournament, then yeah, sure. But the way they've been playing this season as a whole, like I don't think that's possible. Okay. Your Gophers. I'm not sure where they've ever been my go for Your Scarlet Knights, both both are bad. Well, like, I'm not sure what happened to Ron Harper Jr. Because he just... He's your player of the year not too many well, weeks that's, ago. That's a a stretch. But he's just really fallen off. And, you know, Minnesota is not helped by the fact that they're, they're down. Gabe Kalsher and Leon Robbins, like... I, I'm not sure why he played Saturday. Like, he was just lumbering on that injured ankle, and he wanted nothing to do with Kofi Coburn in that game, at, like, at all. As evidenced by the the first play of the second half, Adam Miller misses the three, Kofi gets the offensive rebound, Liam Robbins hurriedly backs away while Kofi just rips the rim off on a dunk. Like, he didn't even want to pretend to try and stop it from happening. Uh, but Marcus Carr... Uh, I mean, he can be good, but he's been super inefficient offensively this year um, and also can't do anything against Trent Frazier. So let's go over this. Just a couple of players that I've tried to tell you back in November were no good. They're not no good, but probably didn't deserve the, the praise you were heaping on them. We've mentioned two now, Marcus <laughs> Carr and the guy from Rutgers. It turns out uh, neither of them will be on my first team all big then. So please just offer me an apology that everybody can listen to, maybe. <sighs> That's all it takes, Scott Ritchie. That's just this, I mean, I won't, simple words. I'm I'll, sorry. I won't mean it, but <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, beautiful. That's great to hear, Scott Ritchie. I take it back. <laughs> all right. I know they're good players, but they're just on teams that aren't going to go anywhere. I think that, yeah. to me, means a whole bunch. In all, If I were voting, uh, I think winning would – I'm one of those guys that demand a good product to be part of the equation. Yeah, I mean, and there's a kind of a fine line between good stats on a bad team and then a you know, good player that 
his team has just let him down a little bit. So uh, I think the biggest thing as far as voting for like all Big Ten, um, I'm going to veer away from sort of what's been, and it's sort of a, a suggestion for AP voting, all Big Ten voting, was like put a team on the court that could, in theory, play together. I think in the Big Ten, just to reward the best players, it's going to be like four centers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Trace Jackson Davis is going to have to play the two or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because you look at like Luka Garza, Kofi Coburn, Trace Jackson Davis, like. Trevian Williams, you forget about him. Yeah, He's, or, I mean, Hunter Dickinson. Hunter Dickinson. Like, and then at Io. Io's going to run right. the point with four centers. Right. He'd be all right with that. I think, I think I just, they've been the best players in the conference. I don't think you can, like, not reward one of them just because they're not a guard. Hey, Thursday night, uh, Nebraska comes to town. Is it senior night, I guess? Is there... Yeah. Uh, what goes on there? You don't know if these guys are coming back. Is, are they really seniors? Are they? Well, I imagine Trent Frazier, Monte Williams will be honored in some fashion. Uh, I don't know. Does like, Tyler Underwood get a second senior night? Because in theory, he could get a third next year. Um, That'd be three frame jerseys. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's. And you get a different. Like, I think you like out. Maybe I think it was white jerseys last okay. year, so he'd get the blue and then orange, just you know, complete okay. the the package. But I imagine it'll be something similar to what they did. Um, I guess that was the was it the Indiana game after Christmas where they had it was a or game earlier this year. They it's been a long season where the 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 players like starting lineup their families like recorded their intro. I imagine um, it'll be some video tribute for the, the seniors from their families because they won't be obviously able to be there. All right, a weird weekends with Wisconsin. Uh, trip to Madison. Badgers beat Northwestern if that counts, but they've been I mean, struggling. They've been well, struggling. Here's the thing with Wisconsin. Team. like They're still right. ranked in the, in the top 25. I'm just saying they're struggling. Can I say that? Yeah, well, can I get All to right. my point? Because I haven't voted for them the last two weeks. They're, and they, they're at number 23 this week. They keep sliding down the pole, but if you look at it, like not beating any of the good Big Ten teams, mm-hmm. you know, just in the new year alone, like they, I mean, they beat Indiana, which is they sort of qualify, and Rutgers again sort of qualify, but the other one, like Northwestern, Maryland is getting better, Penn State, Nebraska, Northwestern again, but they've lost to Iowa, Michigan, Illinois, Ohio State, Michigan again, like they're not beating the top level Big Ten teams. So that doesn't mean, like, to me that means they're not worth voting for at this point. So I haven't. They're 16 and 8. It's not great. That might be bulletin board material for the Badgers on Saturday. Maybe they clip out your poll, say, hey, Illinois' beat writer doesn't like you. Well, I mean, I don't know any of them personally, but uh, I know a lot of people don't like Brad Davison. Here's a fun fact that I looked up because I was curious. Demetric Trice, Wisconsin's point guard. Mm-hmm. He's very old. He's only six months younger than Malcolm Hill, who graduated four years ago. <laughs> like, that's just, I for whatever reason, because like, Malcolm was young for his class. Demetric Trice is obviously very old for his, but the fact that Malcolm's only All right. six months older and has been a pro for four years is kind of funny to me. It's that kind of information that sets you apart, Scott Ritchie. 
Well, I'm like the only person that would probably look that up. All right. Uh, Illinois should be favored all three games. Should be. Will be uh, this week. They're yeah. still a uh, still clearly in line for a Big Ten title. Uh, Michigan's got a really, really tricky schedule the rest of their way. Yeah, and I mean, the Illinois is going to need some help, and that might start Thursday where right. Michigan plays Iowa. But you know, Michigan has to play Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, and Michigan State twice. And, and Michigan State's not Michigan State. But you throw out the records when those two Yeah, play, they're, right? it's, it's a rivalry. I mean, also, Michigan's more talented. But Michigan State, could I guess they could win one of those. Never know. But and Illinois has its own chances. Like, they play, you know, the last two games of the year are against Michigan and Ohio State. So, like, win them, and I think that solves the problem. Yeah, Ohio State uh, played hard yesterday. Their two stars showed up. They didn't quite get the the rest of the roster to play like they did it when they came to Champaign and won. Yeah, I mean, Dwayne Washington – Obviously had a, a huge game, thirty points. EJ Liddell played really well. Um, EJ uh, Liddell not on your all Big Ten team, you think, or is he? Uh, he's a, I think he's in there within okay. the Hunter Dickinson, Trevian Williams fifth spot. Okay, would be, would be my kind of thought at the moment. But like, you know, maybe Ohio State wins that game if Justice Suing threw that behind the look pa- behind the back pass yeah. to one of his teammates instead of no right. one. So that was kind of a. That lefty that uh, every I swear every time I watch Ohio State that lefty buries like five threes. I didn't even know he played yesterday. Oh, Justin Arns. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he did it against Illinois. I he, know he did play. He didn't score. Okay. So, what happened there? What did, What did Illinois not do? That Michigan did. No, maybe defended him. Okay. On the perimeter. I would change it up next time. Yeah, that's a, probably a good idea. No, okay. Michigan just. It's a. It's not like. Kind of like a Michigan team that's got like the, oh no doubt about it, NBA guys. Right. And they've got guys I think that'll play in the NBA, but there's not a, a Karis LeVert or a Trey Burks or, but they're just kind of solid, like top to bottom in their rotation. There's there's not a a weak spot. So they're they're tough. All right, Scott Ritchie. Uh, since I missed last week, uh, I need to resurrect the Illinois Power Poll. Oh yeah. All right, where we were, I, I don't know what it was when we left it off. I bet Iowa was probably one, COVID was probably two. But number three is always the one that catches my interest. Yeah, and well, you know, triple-double, Iowa's going to hold on to that right. top spot. Kofi still playing terrific basketball you know, in the Big Ten. will be in that, that two spot. Um, and three is Trent Frazier. Okay. Uh, Fair enough. Well, no hesitation, Trent has emerged from... Uh, two and a half year slumber, perhaps, and you know, hit some big shots against Minnesota, and also played really good defense on Marcus Carr. And you know, Carr finished in double figures. Like I, I mean, I get that he had twelve points, but he took eleven shots. That's that's a good thing. And I mean, Trent had six steals and you know jumped the passing lane and sank the half court shot. That, that alone puts you in the top three. All right, got some recruiting news I want to touch base with, but first, uh, great news last week when it said fans can come watch the NCAA tournament in Indianapolis. Now, who knows how many? Twenty five percent. Yeah, it's twenty five percent per venue. That except varies. for yeah, um, Assembly Hall. It's 
there's going to be a different cap because their county health department said uh, no thank you to 25%. Um, and it's also sort of depends, like, Lucas Oil Stadium, Well, because they'll have two courts going. How does the 25% work there? But if, for, if they just got one court, 25% of Lucas Oil Stadium is still, like, almost 18,000 yeah. people. Let's throw it right there in the middle. <laughs> for that championship game. Yeah. Uh, no one can see it, but they'll be there. I don't like basketball and football. Oh, yo, grump. Well, no, just because, like, the the pitch of the seating is so... Listen to yourself. It's flat. Like, if you get a seat towards the back, you're, like, half a county away. Hey, Grandpa Richie, get over it. I'm just looking out for the fans. Like, I mean, you bought a ticket for a game in Indianapolis, and you're halfway to Browns. Newcastle. Yeah, I don't know. Let's go there. Come on. Know you're Indiana. Halfway to Kokomo. Did you know that Kokomo won the 1961 it's right state downtown. title? And I just passed a billboard downtown. There, well, when I went to Bloomington last month, I, I saw no fewer than four billboards Isn't that great? proclaiming that fact. It was right by a liquor store I stopped by in downtown Indianapolis last <laughs> week for a volleyball tournament. <laughs> it's a great liquor store. No windows. You had to pay, and then they shoved the liquor through the revolving door. It was very tight security is what I was saying. Yeah, well, COVID. Um, yeah, so, I mean, let's see. IUPUI's arena, set 20, 25% of, like, 6,000 is not going to be very many, but there, you've got a chance. The secondary market for those tickets, though, mm. um, I'll be curious to see how much those are going for. It be this will all play out, of course, in the coming weeks. Where teams will wind up? Will they play there for like two rounds, or will they stay there? I think if you play, I mean, wherever you play your first round game, that's also where your second round game will be. Okay. Is there a gym that you think Illinois prefers? How about that? Uh, well, in terms of just experience and maybe knowing the sight lines and being comfortable. I mean, one of the two Big Ten arenas we think would be towards the top, but they had that mythical best practice ever at Hankel before the Big Ten tournament was canceled last year. So maybe that's the place. And then, you know, they played it Banker's Life before. I, don't, I mean, I'm not sure it really matters, to be honest, but they've played in or practiced in four of the – the seven, I guess. So. Let's go with Hinkle. It's the coolest arena there is. All right, they would motivate. This team uh, seems to thrive off of challenges. I think they'd be fired up to get to play. Yeah, of course, then they'll like wind up at Farmers Coliseum right. or something. <laughs> I mean, I've never been to Farmers Coliseum, so that'll be a first for me. If that's the case. All right, uh, recruiting wise, Illinois got somebody since we last chatted. Yeah, the, the twenty twenty one class is no longer just Luke Goody, um, who, well, no, it's still having a terrific senior season. Uh, at Fort Wayne Homestead. Uh, but yeah, RJ Melendez, uh, another four star, I guess, like his rankings kind of run the gamut, but composite four star, I guess, so that we can go with that. But wing, 6'7, 195, really long, like he's got really long arms, um, athletic, plays above the rim, uh, showing he can be a good shooter in the last couple of years. Um, his high school uh, in Florida. Um, so it's Illinois added like seems like Big Ten teams just have those bigger, longer wings, and like Illinois, outside of Kofi Coburn, it's kind of been a small team. 
in the Brad Underwood era. Um, this gives them more size kind of across the board. Um, I mean, the class doesn't have star power necessarily, but that could still happen in the transfer portal because uh, kind of the big name to continue to watch, of course, is Namari Burnett. Illinois is very interested in him kind of the second time around. And the fact that this season doesn't count, Namari would, should he pick Illinois, because he could obviously go somewhere else, but wherever he goes, he essentially comes in as a freshman again. He'll have four years of eligibility uh, remaining. Um, and that would add star power to a class with two just really solid players in Luke Goody and R.J. Melendez, who could, you know, further develop into that star kind of player. All right, high school basketball going strong here in Illinois. Uh, Bryce Hopkins, I keep seeing his name. Uh, you told me the Michigan State recruit was your lock for player of the year. I think you said that, didn't you? Well, I, I might have said that after, like, Max Christie had played a single game, and it mm -hmm. might have been, like, the only game played by any of the top okay. players in the state. Uh, yeah, Bryce Hopkins played really well. They, of course, Fenwick just lost, um, I guess it was Saturday, to Niles Notre Dame and what I think people are calling game of the year already, but uh, Louis Lesman from Niles Notre Dame, who's going to Harvard, uh, was an Illinois target at one point, hit a half-court shot for the win. So really good game there, apparently. Um, yeah, Bryce Hopkins will be in the okay. running. Just check. Max Christie. Um, yeah, it's going to be a strange year kind of for All-State because, I mean, you can't say, well, this player led this team to a state title, so that bolsters his candidacy. But we'll, uh, I don't know, I'll kind of see when, I, when the season ends and get all the nominations and stats and kind of go from there. All right, Scott Ritchie, follow along his wonderful work on Snapchat, on Twitter. Um at newsgazette.com, alinahq.com, every morning, 6 a.m. Great stuff. Scott, safe travels this week. Yeah, for, for Drive the through two weeks. the deer. Don't swerve. Never swerve. Just I just hope there aren't deer. All right. We'll see you next Monday, Scotty.